Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 130, Unfinished Business. Oh, no. It's business time. That's right. It is business time. And we are at the beginning of a new year. And this is a new year, new you. That means we get to tackle some things that maybe we haven't tackled before. And we're going to try to improve them so that we can feel better about life moving forward and so that our marriage can have the benefits of us doing some some unfinished business. So this is really the title should be Unfinished Business to Enhance Emotional Intimacy. Yes. So the title of this episode is <laughs> Unfinished Business to Enhance Emotional Intimacy. Yes. So as a side note, we got a new puppy. His name's Cubby. Oh, Cubby. And he's with us today because we've only had him for about four days. And he is not used to being away from us and just barks and barks. And so he is sitting on my lap. So he is joining us today. We decided to use the Fokker method with him. So we're Fockerizing him, <laughs> not Ferberizing. <laughs> we're giving him lots and lots of love. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about unfinished business. And how are we going to know if we have unfinished business? Um, sometimes if we are having negative thoughts about our parents, that will probably be a pretty good sign that we may have unfinished business. You mean like how they raised us or yeah. they were unfair with us or they favored another one of our siblings or... Something like that. Yes. If you are over 18 and these thoughts come up, that is a very good indicator that you probably have some unfinished business. So blame yes, is another course. sign of that, right? If you're still blaming people from your past or whether it's last week or you know last decade, that can be a signal that you have unfinished business that you've got to deal with to open up your ability to connect with your spouse. Yes. So I want everyone to just take a moment to think about your last year and think about if anything from your past came up and kind of bugged you, right? Made you angry, made you frustrated, made you feel like the world was unfair and you wanted other people to do all the, the changing, all the work. Um, and then also take it back even further and think back to maybe your young adult years or your teenage years. And think about how your parents treated you. Maybe you thought, man, my parents never let me have any fun. Maybe you felt like you grew up in a museum and there were so many rules and you still are angry about that even as an adult. Or you realize that a lot of the things that your parents taught you may not have been true because you're becoming your own person and you're discovering things that they didn't teach you or you're discovering more and maybe you blame them for that. Right? Like it's, there's a lot of different levels to this. It's so true. And even taking it a step further back, I want you to think back onto your childhood. 
Um, a lot of times we hold on to resentment because we think our parents should have done things a certain way. I remember meeting a girl probably in my mid-20s, and she was only a year younger than me, and I knew her parents from the community and from school and stuff, and had had some interactions with them, and her parents were really well-known in the community and very positive every time I spoke to them, and I remember being so shocked listening to her talk about her parents and how they never did this and never did that, and they should have been this and should have been that, and I was like, wow. I wondered if those things were actually real, and maybe they were, but also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but you're an adult. You don't live with your parents anymore, right? So they're no longer in charge of you. <laughs> you don't have to hold on to those things, you know, in your mid-20s, like go live your best life. Why feel restricted about something that happened 20 years ago or 15 years ago? Yeah, and this is something that for those people that are religious, especially those that are Christian, you know, right in the Bible it says, leave your parents. Yeah. Right? Not just leave your parents physically, but leave, leave those things. Take what you can from your upbringing and all the good things and focus on the good things. But if there is something negative, leave it behind and go create your own legacy. Yes, it's so true. Another way, another sign that might be an indicator to you that you have some unfinished business is that you're still talking about these things. Yeah. If if you're still talking about your your parents, you know, when you're in your 30s and you're angry about it, that is a clear sign that you have some unfinished business to actually work through. Now we're using parents a lot in this example, but it can be anything. It can be other people's parents. It could be a teacher. It could be a teacher. It could be a friend. It could be a sibling. It could be anybody. I mean, anything in your past that is still driving you in any way, no matter how minor it is, this is this is going to impact your life negatively if you can't take the lessons from it and move forward. And now here, I'll just say this. We all have this stuff. Yes. This is normal. So if this is you, you're, you're in good company, right? <laughs> We're all challenged with this problem. The problem with it is when we're trying to develop uh, a relationship with our spouse, a deeper, more meaningful relationship, and we'll get into this, when you have unfinished business, it is going to affect the way that you perceive your spouse and the expectations that you have of your spouse. Yes. So we don't want that kind of baggage to get in the way of the unlimited growth that you can have within your own marriage. Yes. So what you're saying reminds me of another sign, and that is like you're you're triggered by things, right? Yeah. This is a word we're hearing more and more, especially when it comes to mental health and sometimes trauma, but sometimes not trauma, right? It's like the mind drama. But let's say our spouse does something, like let's say they let out a heavy sigh. And all of a sudden you feel like there's a lot of tension in your body and you feel super on edge, like you're walking on eggshells and you're really hesitant about what's going to happen next, right? That's like a trigger that there's some unfinished business there and that it's time to start looking at that more closely and actually trying to resolve what's going on because we don't want to project that our spouse is about to do something negative or that his sigh means something 
really, really bad when maybe he just needs to catch his breath and decide the result. And so, but this is the mind drama that can often take over. And all of a sudden we're thinking these horrible things about our spouse when there was actually nothing horrible to think. What is terrible about this too is that this is an illusion that we are in too. The world, the the natural tendencies that we have as humans, but also the media, it really pushes this kind of thinking. And I really do think this is an evil thing, right? Our purpose is to progress. Marriage, one of the beautiful things, the most beautiful thing about marriage is it helps us progress and to become more and more whole as we go forward in life. This kind of thinking holds us back so much that it hurts our progress and the whole purpose of us as a whole human. Yes. And we let it happen because of blame and because of animosity and because we, you know, like feeling bad about ourselves. We will achieve so much if we can get past it. It's so true. So maybe this might help also is if you have the words like, like so-and-so never did this, right? And then you have some thoughts about things that never happened that should have, or so-and-so always did these things and I didn't like how I felt. Those are also good indicators that there's unresolved things that need to be addressed. And those are the sentences that run through our minds. Those are our thoughts. And so maybe we'll, we will think, um, when I was growing up or when I was in my teenage years, um, I never got the encouragement that I needed. And so now as an adult, we're looking to our spouse to give us all the encouragement. And then when the spouse does encourage us, we feel like it's never enough because we're relating it to our past. And so even if they are saying words of encouragement, if we have this thought that we never had an enough encouragement, we are also going to think that our spouse is not giving us enough encouragement. It's just like this almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that's just going to continue repeating over and over. And now we're going to be mad at our spouse because they're not solving all of our challenges from the past. Okay, so let me just quickly summarize. We've got things from our past, like before marriage. Yes. Baggage. But there's also things that happen during your marriage that we keep as baggage too. So we don't want to just say that this unfinished business is with our past family. Let's say you've been married for 30 years. And after you were married 10 years, your spouse did something and you just can't get over it. Is that what we're talking about too? Yes. So it's everything basically in the past that you're letting affect your present and your future in a negative way. Yes. And here's the thing too. It's right. Like we just gave the example of encouragement. There's also ones like, let's say we're having a rough day at work and we come home, we're kind of just venting a little bit. And if we have some unresolved issues, even from the past year with our spouse, we may be putting a ton of expectation and pressure and weight on our spouse to be like, you know what? I had a rough day and I want you to solve it. I want you to tell me how awesome I am, how wonderful I am. I want you to praise me. I want you to do all these things so that I can feel better about myself. Well, of course I feel that way about you. I want you to fix all my problems. <laughs> and let's say our spouse does pick up on, hey, they had a rough day. I'm going to say something nice. And they do, but we're going to want more and more because we don't, we're not doing that for ourselves. And whenever we're not doing something for ourselves we, and we want someone else to do it, 
it's so hard to feel like it's been satisfied to the level that we want it, that we feel complete. We're like, yes, that was enough. I think when you're talking about short-term solutions to things, it comes into the same realm as addiction. You know, drugs or technology or alcohol or physical sex and intimacy. When you're using that as just a short-term solution, you always do want more. Yes. And you're never satisfied. And that's that's the the shallow way to solve things. And so if I'm expecting you to solve my problems and you solve it one day, well, that felt good and I didn't have to do any work. She did it for me, right? If you're having sex with me out of duty to reduce my stress, well, that was easy for me because I didn't have to put any time into the emotional side and the full intimacy trek of the beauty of the full spectrum of intimacy and love now I'm just getting action because that's ultimately what my end goal is as a man, often, too often, especially when we're very immature about it and don't understand the beauty that is the potential of love. Now all of a sudden I'm expecting you to do that all the time. And so I'm getting this awesome need fulfilled and it's like scratching an itch for me. But for you, what's that like? Right. This is where a lot of my clients come, right? Like really sad, really resentful because they're like, I love my husband, but there's this thing, <laughs> this thing about intimacy that I'm really struggling with. And it's a lot of these things come into play. I love that you brought up that if we are indulging in things, whether it's gambling or shopping or playing Candy Crush or overworking or, you know, any of the list of vices that is a very clear indication that there is unfinished business that has not been attended to. <laughs> and just thinking about it and going, I should probably work on that. That's not enough. Yeah. We actually got to dig deep and say it's time to face this. And then on the opposite side, if you are constantly avoiding it, right? Like, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not ready to discuss this. I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. Those are like on opposite ends and yet still kind of part of the same beast as we're not actually addressing this unfinished business. So these are all signs that there's things to work on. And here's the sad thing. Sometimes when we are in the practice of indulging or avoiding, these become the subtle sabotagers of marital happiness. And we don't always know how to pinpoint what's actually going on and why we're constantly feeling angry or frustrated. We, it's almost like it's just this undercurrent or it's just like hanging out in the back of our mind um, subtly. And But these things will intensify in marriage. Marriage doesn't take them away. It intensifies it. And so marriage is actually the perfect place to say, you know what? I was adult enough to make the commitment to get married and to be in a relationship. And now this is the perfect time to start doing this work Yeah, and not put it all on my spouse to do it all for me. Well, there's this reality that a lot of times we can't see what the reality is unless someone points it out to us too. And, you know, there's, you know, the Arbinger Institute and, you know, Leadership and Self-Deception is a book that helps point out that, when we are in what they call the box, we're unable to see reality as it really is because it comes down to us 
being resistant to certain things, not even knowing that we are. Yeah. Because it fulfills the self-justification of how we're behaving, right? So if I am doing this and I'm having expectations of you to solve my problems, again, back to scratching the itch, I am going to start seeing you differently as well. I'm going to see myself differently. And I may need someone to point out, hey, there's a different way to see this. And this is having an effect on you. So as we put these podcasts out, our purpose is to help you and give you tools you know, at a more high level, obviously, you can get into much deeper levels of this and help on in our courses on Shelly.AndersonCoaching.com. But in this podcast, one of our main goals is to help you think through reality and help you maybe notice that there's something that you're doing that isn't helpful. Yes. And this is one of those things that we all do and and just take a step back and, and ask yourself, is there unfinished business and am I using my spouse or others to help me feel better and self-justified in my actions without doing the deep work. Yeah. And I just want to point out too, um, that when we are feeling all this negativity and we're holding on to things and expecting so much of other people, it is going to be very challenging to feel in the mood for intimacy, especially for women, because We are so cerebral and how we think about things affects every aspect of our lives, especially our desire to be intimate. So if we're constantly having these subtle negative expectations and unfinished business and it's related over here and it's related over here and things from teens and early on in the marriage, man, are we really going to feel like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I ever want to be intimate? We're going to feel like we're broken, something's wrong, we're not functioning correctly. So then we're just piling on even more negative thoughts, more negative feelings. And man, is it ever going to be a struggle to really try to reconnect on an intimate level with our spouse? Well, and it's not going to be fixed. No. It's not just going to naturally disappear. You're you're not even going to be able to see that you can have an incredible intimate emotionally and physically relationship with your spouse until you start to do this work. Yeah. You will be blinded to the fact that that's a possibility because your reality has been impacted by this unfinished business for so long that you are just trying to survive. So true. So what do we do about all this, right? One thing that we can do is just, take note if while we were talking through some of these examples, anything rang a bell, if anything stood out to you, you're like, oh yeah, I still hold on to this one thing. It's time to write that down. Or maybe you have three or four of them. It's time to write those down and take a good look at them and say, you know what, this is the year I'm going to start addressing these. I'm not going to allow them to continue to remain as unfinished business for the next five years, the next 20 years, the next 40 years. It's amazing to me that sometimes when I work with couples who have been married a long time, unfinished business is there and it's been there for so long. And so why do that? It's unnecessary. 
if we just make the decision to start working on on these things now, we don't have to suffer with it for 40 years. And that's a beautiful thing. And so it's it's really good to approach this type of stuff, this unfinished business. We don't want to overwhelm ourselves, especially because sometimes these things feel heavy when we start to think about it, like it's too big to solve. It's not. But a good pace would just be pick one per year. Come on, we can do that. Yeah. Say, you know what? I've got four to work on. I'm going to only do one a year. I don't need to overwhelm myself, but I'm going to do the work that is needed. The second thing we can do is to really make the conscious decision to let go of those past things that went wrong and try to look at your past with a different lens. Like, you know what? My parents didn't have life coaching skills. They didn't have maybe critical thinking skills or didn't know to challenge the way they were thinking about raising me or as a teenager or whatever it is that you're holding on to. This is a great time to practice a lot of compassion and appreciation and just say, you know what? These other people did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had at that time in their lives. I've been thinking about this a lot because we need our children to help us to learn and to progress and to learn how to raise them, but also to learn from them and their experiences. And I think this is a huge help in my mind. When I think about my parents and I think about my children, There is a connection there that helps us grow even in this life because we have more perspective because of that, those relationships. And so this is one way to think about it, right? If your parents didn't do as good of a job as you think they should have or others, friends or family or whatever, we're all in this together and we're all learning together. And so it really is this evolution or progression throughout time of improving. And so we should see improvement generation to generation. That is a good thing. So if you can live your life in ways that are better than the way that your parents raised you and you can do a better job with your kids, that's good news. Yes. Right? So it's not all bad. Think about it in terms of that. Like get rid of the blame, take what you learn from your parents and do a better job with your own family or your own relationships now. Yes. What an awesome way to think about that. And so that that's helped change my perspective on things that I've thought about in my past that I didn't like or that held me back for a long time. It's a beautiful thing to be able to learn and progress. Yes. And and to help with that um, train of thought, here's also another way to challenge, you know, maybe some of this unfinished business. What if everything that has happened in the past was exactly meant to be? What if that is really how we started thinking about it? So, you know, I can think back to growing up and wishing my parents would have done, you know, maybe two or three things a little bit differently. I wish they would have done this or I wish they would have done that. Things would have been so much better, right? We can hold on to that. But... How different it is if you go, you know what? My parents did exactly what they were supposed to do because now that I'm an adult, I can learn from that. I can grow from that. And I needed to grow in that specific area 
so that I could become who I am today and yeah. or who I want to become. And if I didn't have those specific challenges, I wouldn't be able to grow and flourish in the way that I actually am meant to. And isn't this the same thing for your current time in your marriage? Yes. Right? So I do something that really bothers you and you could just blame me and focus on it and, you know, have all kinds of negative feelings toward me about it. Or you could think, okay, we're learning together and Nick made this mistake or he did this thing that really bugged me, but we're learning from it and we can actually become closer because we're working through it together. Because if we don't have those things and what, like friction is important. It's the typical example of working out, right? The way that you build muscle is by tearing your muscle down and letting it heal and it grows. Yeah. And, you know, any kind of working out, right? It hurts. That is a principle that's true throughout almost all things. Yes. In life. It's so true. So it's just it's just how you look at it. And it's a choice with your thinking. Yeah. Another thing we can do to help with this unfinished business is to really let go of the past, the negative thoughts that we're holding on to, right? It's just time to let those things go. But going right along with that is to also let go of future expectations of what we think our parents should be doing currently, right? I see this so much like, oh, now that I have kids, my parents should be this type of grandparent. They should do these things. And a lot of times we have lists lists of things that our parents should be doing. And we're mad when they're not fulfilling our list. Well, they have zero, really zero obligation to fulfill anything that is on our list for them. Right. <laughs> and so it is super healthy to just let go of that list and say, I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder how they will respond when it's my son's ninth birthday. That is such a different approach than saying, well, they should send a card and it should be like this and they should have compliments in the card and they're supposed to be money unless they can show up, right? We create this whole dialogue and it's so it's not good. It is yeah. not good. And so not only do we need to let things go from the past, but we need to let go of unfinished business we might create for ourselves in the future. Right. There's no need for that. Well, this is the beauty of the self-coaching model and and the life coaching that the method that you use because it's all about helping us to to empower our thoughts and knowing that we can and knowing that we can change the way that we've been thinking for many years. It is a liberating thing to learn that and then to learn how to do it and learn that it's a lot easier than people think. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. No. And if you focus on it, you can change your entire reality by going through your thought work. It's so true. So one final idea for how to approach unfinished business, and this is going to seem super simple, and that's why I love it. I want you to imagine whatever it is that is coming up for you as unfinished business, imagine that your best friend comes to you with that exact same scenario, right? So take yourself out of it and really imagine your best friend comes to you and they say, hey, 
Can I talk to you? I'm really struggling with something. And then they lay out all the details that are your details. If we can imagine this scenario and that it's our best friend who's going through this problem, it's amazing how different our brain is going to think. And imagine your best friend is saying, man, what would you do? Can you give me some advice? You're going to think about it differently than you would in your own situation. And so I want you to just give that a shot. Give it a try and see what your brain comes up with. Because when we're in it ourselves, man, sometimes we can't see out of it. But if we imagine someone that we really care about, like our best friend, and that they're going through it, our brain really wants to go to work and it really wants to bring a solution that's effective. So that is a great method to try for unfinished business. It's great. Okay. Any other final thoughts as we conclude? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, we hope this week that you will make the decision to face and tackle your unfinished business. And if you really need help with this, please get help. Get on Shelly.AndersonCoaching.com and go to one-on-one coaching. We can work through this and it is not as difficult as you think. Once you learn the self-coaching model, man, does it ever change your world. So make that decision this week and see how you start to feel better about yourself your efforts, and your spouse. Because remember, the more you improve this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you improve it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and we hope you will join us again next week.